All right, this week we heard that the Edmonton Eskimos Football Club will begin a comprehensive engagement process on a new name. Until then, they're going to call themselves the EE Football Team and the Edmonton Football Team. Uh, There's been, you know, a talk of a possible name change dropping that part of their name uh, for quite a while now. In February, they... uh, they consulted with some Inuit leaders and community members across Canada, and they said there was no consensus during the review about the name, so they decided to keep it. But as I mentioned yesterday when we were talking about this story, Boston Pizza then said, well, we're going to end our sponsorship with the team and Bel Air Direct announced that they're rethinking the relationship with the team. And really, we now know that sports and economics are closely tied. I mean, you can't have one without the other. You need your sponsors. So they have decided to drop the Eskimos from the Edmonton Eskimos. I wanted to welcome onto the program Neil Lumsden, uh, who is a Canadian Football Hall of Famer, played for the Toronto Argonauts, Hamilton Ticats, and the Edmonton Eskimos. Um, when, by the way, the Eskimos uh, were the Great Cup champions, 82-82. Welcome to the show. Thanks. It's great to join you. Well, thanks so much for being here. So were you shocked by Edmondson's decision and announcement this week to drop the uh, the Eskimo portion of their name? You know, it's funny to hear you say or use the word Eskimo a, a number of times. I'm tr- I'm trying to get that out of my vernacular because when we're we're talk about it moving forward, we won't be. We will refer to the history, of which I'm a part of, and my teammates and friends uh, as an Eskimo. But moving forward, it'll be something very different. So it's. Um, I, I don't know if I was surprised given the way things have gone in general in the world in the last four to five to six months. I mean, it's been an interesting time. Interesting is probably a, a, not a great choice of words, but um, I'm not surprised. I'm, I, and you know what? I was disappointed when I first heard it, but after doing a little bit of my own research, uh, listening to both sides, finding out the term Eskimo, what it means, how it may be seen as insulting, um, uh, I, I get it. I'm, I'm, and I understand. And, you know, it's it's not like for us as players on a team that had great success um, with our families. And I mean, you know, I've had a number of people just who know me pretty well, or even some who don't the other day on the golf course, the guy said, well, what do you think? You know, he knew Mm -hmm. about my football background. I said, well, it's, it's interesting. I understand it. I'm trying to understand it more, but you know, there's, there was a saying above our locker room door as we left to go to the field. And it was, it's been said many times, once an Eskimo, always an Eskimo. You know, we held that name and continue in high regard and great esteem uh, and and always will. So for us in history, that's who we were as a football club. That's, it's, you know, it's on the Great Cup, it's on trophies, it's on rings, and it always will be. Moving forward, it'll be something a little bit different. It's funny that you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about one of your um your fellow Hall of Famers, uh, Hank Elisic. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing his name properly. Yeah, he did. also played excellent. He also played for the uh, Edmonton Eskimos. I was worried that I was going to fumble there to use uh, football <laughs> terminology. Um, he said the same thing, and he said you can ask any player, and they'll tell you that that is true. And, you know, once an Eskimo, always an Eskimo. Period. And you just confirmed that. He also added that the Edmonton. Uh, 
you know, he lived in Edmonton. He's an Edmonton native. And he right. felt that the name was a tribute to the tough, hardworking people in the North and that in no way was it derogatory, negative or racist. Was that your perception as well when you were playing for the team, that this was actually um, a tribute to, to the Eskimos, the Inuit? Well, it was a name that we honored. He, you're absolutely right. And so is Hank. And that's how we looked at it. it you know, when you look at the map, and and I would joke with people back east because I grew up in Toronto and, and spent a lot of years in Edmonton as a player and then afterwards with my family. Both my kids were born in Edmonton. Um, you say to people, yeah, it's a cold winter, or we would play in temperatures minus 25, minus 30, and they go, come on. I said, well, look on the map. Look how north we are. And people would say, well, no wonder they call you Eskimos. Well, for us, it was, it was a compliment. It was, you know, we kept that in very high regard and, and and for us as a as players and representing that name and the community and certainly northern alberta don't want to take any shots at southern alberta with the stampeders but you know it was we did hold it in high regard it was important to us we were proud of it um and but but things change uh definitions change if people look more closely at why things why why names where where names come from and and what what they may be perceived as now versus 15, 20, 25 years ago. So, and I think as much as the old guard, you know, as we as we said, and it's true, uh, we will be known and we'll go down in history as the Edmonton Eskimo Football Club, those that played and won with that franchise and everyone around us and our families. It's, it's indelibly burned into our family tree and my son and my daughter but again, it's okay moving forward if it has to change. I respect the way it's being done. I'm not sure if the Eskimos want to reference themselves as the, the Edmonton football team slash or EE team because yeah. in some ways, I, I, you know, what are you thinking? EE stands for Edmonton Eskimos. It's, what do you, you know, I'm not getting that part. I think the most. Yeah, you're not fooling thing, anyone. Yeah. No, yeah, you're not. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I will. I, I was going to say disturbing, but it's not disturbing. It's what bothers me more than anything when I sit down and reflect about all this is I'll use the word piling on, if we're going to stay with the football terms, that sponsors and Bell Air directors may be out front of this, and I'm not sure where Boston Pizza, you mentioned Boston Pizza. I mean, typically those are partnerships, and, and I would have liked to have seen both of them, especially Bell Air Direct, instead of standing up and saying, yeah, we don't agree, and if you don't change, we're going to pull our partnership and our sponsorship. Um, you know, that's not great leadership from my perspective. If you're in a partnership agreement with somebody and you believe that they can help you and you help them, then why not approach the Eskimos and say, hey, I think we can help you with this. Let us help you find a solution as one of your partners and, and a strong believer in the Edmonton franchise and the CFL versus just, you know, and I'm saying, yeah, we're going to threaten you. That's how we feel about it. So That's what, what we're kind trying of, to get away from here. Right. What kind of solution would you uh, propose then? Like, should they have come to them with an idea for, you know, the actual name change or, uh, you know, maybe throwing it out to the public on, on voting on a name change? Or, you know, uh, what would that look like in your mind? Well, I think you've got, a, you've probably got those ideas and more. And I think just simply starting off on the right foot instead of starting off with a baseball bat in your hand, come in with a, uh, ideas and say, we want to help. 
We like our partnership with the Edmonton Football Club. It's great for us. It's great for this community. It's great for the country, the history. And, and, and selfishly on their part, say, look, we want to help solve this problem for you. We're going to work with you on this. And do we go to the community and season ticket order base? Do we go nationally? Do we go to the Inuit and say, hey, look, how about you give us some ideas, too, if we're changing the name? I mean, there are lots of ways to approach it versus standing up and saying, yeah, poke me in the chest one more time. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel like Bel Air Direct is dealing with the, the Edmonton franchise. And I, and I don't like it. It bothers me from a leadership perspective in a time when we're looking for people to stand up and, and do the right thing and talk to people and listen versus just saying, yeah, you got to do this or I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. And We're speaking with, with yeah. Neil Lumsden, who is a Canadian uh, Football Hall of Famer, played for the Argos, the Ticats, the Edmonton Eskimos, whatever they're going to be called now. Neil, do you have any... <laughs> It, have you been kind of tossing around names with fellow uh, former, you know, uh, team members on what you'd like the, the team to be called? Or are you guys kind of backing off going, this is really not up to us anymore because once an Eskimo, always an Eskimo, period. So we're out of the conversation. Uh, that's well said. Uh, I think that's how we are looking at it. It's, um, I, it's, it is going to be maybe for a group of people that have more creative minds than we do uh I, I have full trust that they will get it right i hope they get it right um but no no i i haven't even with with buddies sat down and say what do you think people have thrown on twitter and is it the eskies well is then it's basically saying the Eskimo short term or short form it's it'll be a challenge if they want to try to stick with that double e and maybe it's double e is gone maybe the logo is going to change and it probably should with the new look and the rebrand. Um, yeah, I, but I hopefully they don't go for the Rough Riders again. How many <laughs> Rough Riders do we need? I've, that's always perplexed me about the uh, CFL. I want to ask you about the CFL. They, they're they kind of proposing this idea to do a hub city in Winnipeg. If, if the CFL can't have a season, how much do you think it's going to hurt I- its future? Because its future have been has been kind of on the brink for a while now. Well, it's been it's it's to me it's only been on the brink in, in certain markets, and I think you look right. at Toronto. When you look at West, uh, it's pretty solid. BC has has maybe been up and down a little bit over the years. I think David Braley has done a great job in ownership there. I, I you know what? When you really sit down and and think and talk through what has to happen to make the season even in a shortened version happen, it's a it's a Herculean task. And I and Randy Ambrosi and his staff. I'm sure are getting maybe two to three hours of sleep each night, trying to find out a way that the games can be played. People can be safe. Revenues can be driven. Uh, and it would be through the uh, sort of a, a new TV deal with TSN. They've got the collective bargaining agreement agreement. They're talking with the PA about uh, for this short term season. And then, then the future of it. I mean, there's so much, so many balls in there. I give them full credit for what they're doing. And I would like to see, them be able to pull a shortened season off if it's 10 games, uh, whether it's in a hub environment like Winnipeg, and Winnipeg would be a great site for it. They just, you know, they're the Great Cup champions, number one, but more importantly, they have a wonderful facility that I think would work in this. Um, you know, I'd love to see the product back on TV. Like all sports fans would like to see some live sports. For me, it's CFL and uh, some other things, but it's. I, you know, the amount of work the league has to do and then the amount of work each team is going to have to do to 
be able to pull it off getting t- getting players up in the U.S. How do you get them clearance? How do you get them checked? The people that are local, it's a little bit different. Get into training camp. Then what? Tra- where is training camp? Then do they all meet in the hub in Winnipeg? What does that look like? How are games spaced out? Where do people stay? I mean, logistically, it's holy smokes. Uh, I give these guys and gals in the CFL office and those working around it full marks for trying to pull this off. And I guess this, that's the long answer. The short answer is I'd like to see them play. I think they're going to. Ha- they need to play at least a shortened version of their season this year. It's like an incredibly uh, complicated game of football. You know, you got to work out the strategy. You have to make, you have your plays in place, and then the backup. What what happens, Neil? I want to keep your number on hand because I think you're a fascinating individual. I I, w- I think you could probably talk about much more than football, but we'll keep you on hand as a football expert if you don't mind, because it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Hey, it's been great. I, sorry, I got a little fired up on that whole Bella direct thing, but I, you know, it's when you're passionate about what's important to you, whether it be family and family and friends and the whole experience for me is, and being in Edmonton, my family is massive because of my experience in six or seven years in Edmonton and what we accomplished. So uh, it's family to me, so it's important. I appreciate uh, you sticking up for your family. Thank you so much, Neil. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I've enjoyed it. Thanks.